Support for Think Humanities is brought to you by the Spalding University School of Creative and Professional Writing. Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's story for 51 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. The last time we talked with Marta Miranda Straub, Ms. Straub was in a high-profile state position as Kentucky's new social services director. She had been the director of the Center for Women and Families in Louisville for a number of years. She had served as president of the Louisville Regional Domestic Violence Center from 2011 to 2018 before retiring. And then she took over as commissioner of the Department of Community-Based Services, which oversees child abuse and neglect, foster care, adoption, adult protection, and other human services programs for the state of Kentucky, including benefits such as food stamps and many other programs. But she also had another life, too. She is a poet and a storyteller, and she spent her life uh, working towards equity, inclusion, and creating systems change. Her activism has focused on advancing social and economic justice for marginalized communities. Marta is the author of Cradled by Skeletons, A Life in Poems and Essays, which was published in November of 2019, in which she explores the themes of complex and multiple identities within the experiences of birth, childhood, family, Exile, trauma, addiction, resilience, community, discrimination, and social justice work. It is Marta's hope to expand readers' capacity for love of the other, she said at the time that this book came out. Today, though, we are talking to Marta about her newest publication, which is titled Lullaby for Maddie. Marta, it is so good to have you back on our Think Humanities podcast. Thank you, Bill. I am honored. I love the humanities. I love you. I'm so grateful to now be retired retired 2.0 uh, to focus again on my uh, writing and uh, uh, reading and, uh, you know, learning uh, more as a writer. So what a great kickoff to my, my new level of commitment uh, to writing. So thank you so much for uh, inviting me and welcome me back again. Well, I think one of the more interesting things about your entire life, um, and we can talk about that and uh, but it all sort of leads into your latest project which is uh, a lullaby from maddie Uh, one of the more interesting things about your life is that you're always when i've known you on the go looking for the next project uh, razor focused on what you're doing for whether it's the state or for children or for social services in the greater louisville area or Uh, whatever it happens to be, but you're also, your mind works in those miraculous ways of creativity. And I'm sure that somewhere along the line, this lovely book, Lullaby for Maddie, came out of one of those places where you said, you know, I've got to put this down. I've got to write this book. Yeah. Well, several things happened. Um, 
one of the hardest part of my job as commissioner for DCVS uh, was dealing with child uh, fatalities and child abuse and having to read all those cases and all those forensic reports and all those coroner's report. And uh, let me tell you, uh, there were lots of tough things about working for the state and being commissioner for the Department of Community-Based Service. But the toughest one for me was the child abuse. Uh, review and being on that panel and having to look at missed opportunities and reading the specifics, the granular pieces of what that child went through, what was done to this innocent life and uh, the powerlessness that I felt. And, um, you know, I would get sick right before those meetings. I would get sick afterwards. And I had to do a lot of preparation and meditation and focus to, to do my job while personally grieving. Um, it brings tears to my eyes right now. Um, and I'm glad about that because the, if someone doesn't feel that when they're looking at that, they should not be doing that job. So I'm okay with that, but it was hard. So I needed to remember and remind myself that there are children who, when they get grumpy, they will get put in a warm bathtub. They get sung a lullaby. They get put on their daddy's chest and be rocked to sleep. That not every child that's screaming and being grumpy is being abused. That not every child who wants to run away, uh, uh, you know, is treated poorly or ends up dead. And uh, Lullaby for Maddie is the beauty of a sassy little girl, uh, my niece, uh, who I was part of uh, there when she was born. And it's really her birth story. I made her a mermaid as a metaphor for her being in her mother's belly. And then uh, I remember rocking her a lot because she was really grumpy and colicky and did not let her parents sleep. Um, so um, I kind of her coming into uh, her uh, life without a tail out of out of the womb and being a mermaid she hated it and didn't want to be there and she kicked and screamed as a little infant for a long time so i took all of those pieces and wrote lullaby for maddie so it's really based on a true story yes it is it is my niece my first my first great niece uh and uh her name is madeline miranda and she is sassy and smart and uh, incredibly loving and kind. And she has parents who have never raised their hand at her, who have never would think of shaming her in any way. And uh, so she's grown up to be her full, authentic, loving self uh, without trauma. And uh, that that is a reminder to me and to the rest of the world, that many, many children are okay and many, many parents are doing a good job. And I needed to anchor my myself in that. So that's why it was important to see, um, uh, to get it illustrated, which is was a beautiful project. Um, uh, I asked a friend of mine who's a color portrait artist, had never been an illustrator. And I gave her pictures of Maddie, of her mom, of her dad, of her cousins. Um, and she used those pictures to illustrate the book. So that is actually my brown Cuban family and my great niece, Maddie, uh, in, in this beautiful watercolor uh, illustrations of the book. And of course, everything I do is bilingual. Uh, so it's in English and Spanish, uh, just like my memoir, Cradle by Skeletons, um, because I write in both and I go back and forth and I like to offer folks that opportunity. 
If you would, and have your book uh, there handy, uh, Marta, we will take a uh, a short uh, break here and uh, tell people that our uh, podcast, uh, Think Humanities, uh, from Kentucky Humanities, is uh, brought to you uh, by our great friends at Spalding University. So we'll take a break, hear from them, and then we'll come back and let you begin to read for us. As a Kentucky Humanities lover, you've heard of Spalding University's nationally distinguished MFA in Creative Writing. Now at the Naslin Mann Graduate School of Writing, we've added two innovative programs in professional writing. Your career goals take center stage as you work one-on-one -on -one with a faculty mentor to gain the writing skills employer's prize. Learn more about our low residency master's and certificate in professional writing at spalding.edu forward slash writing or email schoolofwriting at spalding.edu. Marta's back and uh, is going to read for us. What have you selected? Um, I've selected this passage about uh, Maddie getting cold and grumpy, which I think is really important uh, for all of us uh, who are busy and caring uh, for vulnerable little creatures like Maddie and like uh, older adults and all of us who get frustrated. So I think it's really, really important. So this one says, once in a while, Maddie gets cold and grumpy. She misses the warm and depth of the ocean. She wants to play with the dolphins and ride the whales. And she searches for her earrings. Her beautiful mommy holds Maddie, places her in a warm tub and sings her a lullaby. De vez en cuando, Mari se pone fría y gruñona. Ella extraña el calor y la profundidad del océano. Quiere jugar con los delfines y montar las ballenas y busca sus aretes. Su hermosa mami la sostiene y le pone en una bañera calentita y le canta una canción de cuna. Wonderful. And that is the, um, the way she has been soothed and loved, and she knows that there is a, a better way than being grumpy and cold, but warm and, and loved. And she gets, I mean, when she was a Kalaki baby, I mean, they got frustrated. So I came in, I stayed with them, I cooked dinner, I rocked the baby, I, you know, did all of that to support them. And all parents need that kind of support. And I was blessed uh, to be the great aunt who had the time uh, to be able to do that. So that all came um, out of that. There's also a piece in here that if we have time at some point, I'd like to read because I, I wrote uh, what she's made of, like what she's carrying with her. And I think we need to remember that these beings that are in front of us bring with them such ancestry and bring with them such uh, uh, bravery and such uh, gifts to us and to the earth that we forget. The, how special they are. So this is, uh, I wanted to point that out too. Yeah, well, why don't you get that one ready and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit before we, uh, we get into that and then uh, let you read that piece. Marta, how much did your, did all of your background uh, from the time you were younger and you were immigrating uh, to this country and from Cuba and, um, then the work that you did uh, at the university level, uh, teaching, uh, the work you did in uh, Louisville for that long time, uh, period of time as executive director and president. 
um, with the family center. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then this stint with the state government under Governor Bashir. This all had to be a, a, an incredible contribution to what you now have uh, in, in uh, beautiful color uh, pastels um, that you've put together in, in a lullaby for Maddie. It, it, it was all background work and you didn't maybe realize it. Well, the a lot of the background is actually my memoir. So I highlight my work. I highlight my birth. I was a twin and my uh, twin sister died. So the name of the first poem, first uh, prose is Cradle by Skeleton. So, you know, that was in there. In this uh, book is more about family and it's really more about um, the beauty of children, especially the beauty of when parents can actually get out of themselves and see the beauty of a child and provide for them the soothing that they need as opposed to smack them or shame them or get frustrated with them. So this one really came out out of state government and me working with child abuse and seeing all the ways that children are disrespected, unprotected, hurt, abused, violently harmed and killed. Uh, and uh, it I really needed to anchor on the goodness of child rearing and on the specialness of children and uh, to remind me that there's many, 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 many children and many, many parents who are living a good, loving life and deserve to be celebrated. Did, um, when you when you entered uh, the, the state service uh, to two years, two and a half years, uh, you had had such a a background in this area before. Obviously, that's why you were appointed. You'd also uh, been a college professor uh, uh, for some uh, lengthy time. Was it worse than you found it to be when you got to state government? Actually, uh, 17 years at EKU. Uh, 10 years as chair of women and gender studies and multicultural uh, affairs and five years as Spalding. So I've taught a lot for a long time. Um, And then the Center for Women and Families, as you know, domestic violence, sexual assault and their children, both Kentucky and Indiana. And um, I went in with an incredible amount of bias. Nobody ever wants to work for DCVS. Uh, I didn't. I went because I completely believe in Andy Bashir. Uh, incredibly respect the secretary, Eric Fleenander. And I thought that for a certain period of time, someone like me could actually make a difference, a sustainable system change in an old dinosaur that needed to be updated. 4,500 employees, a billion dollar budget, 120 counties, huge. Nobody leaves retirement to do that. However, it was that moment in time because of COVID, we had COVID, we had the uh, the tornadoes in Western Kentucky, we had the floods, right? Uh, all of that along all the regularly hard, hard work that that state. So I went in assuming that there were a lot of people in, in DCVS and in state government who were not committed, who were bureaucrats, who uh, really uh, were, were there to create barriers. And what happened is I fell in love with DCVS. I fell in love with the workers. I fell in love with the work. I fell in love with the clients. Um, and really it was, uh, well, the most frustrating piece was the bureaucracy about how to get things done and how long things took. Uh, however, I was pleasantly surprised that a system that is that big and, and deals with such hard 
hard, hard issues, has such amazing, creative, loving, generous, compassionate people dedicating their whole careers to doing the work that most of us don't want to do. So it, what was hard for me was dealing with the legislator and, uh, you know, the, the bipartisanship and the, the lack of uh, understanding about our clients, about poverty, around equity, all those things that are important to us and important to me, um, and the bureaucracy. I mean, I committed for a year. I stayed two and a half because you can't get anything done in a year in state government. I learned that. I was frustrated about that a lot, and I was talked down a lot uh, because commissioner, we just can't get things done that way. But we were able to do things like races and a visionary strategic plan and include clients' voices and build a prevention division that we've never had. So very proud of that work and very proud of the people that I got to work with. And and I keep saying all, all the time, I fell in love with DCVS. And before I went there, that's not how I felt. I was mm-hmm. dreading it. Do you see uh, when you left that it's a brighter day in Kentucky because of the work that you did and the the work that uh, you were seeing uh, surrounding you uh, from uh, the administration and from the the secretary and from uh, the dedicated workers that uh, there is a possibility that things are improving? They are. Uh, They improved while I was there. And there's a plan of uh, three years to continue pay equity for our staff. They had not had races in 15 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really looking at including the voice, the lived experience of the clients we serve and then walking along with our workers on uh, dismantling barriers and increasing access. We started a Trusted Advisors Council, which are all clients, uh, to work along with us on the strategic plan to advise DCVS. Uh, All of the work groups include frontline staff and get their experience uh, into that. Um, And certainly an incredible amount of policy and structure change about secondary trauma, self-care, and changing a whole mentality about how do you care for others by first caring for yourselves and your team. I'm incredibly proud, Bill. Uh, Everything I ever learned or taught or lived personally, I gave to DCVS and they have taken it and they're running with it. And I'm incredibly hopeful. There's uh, not anything at all wrong with self-love with first of all, being compassionate toward yourself and then to others. Well, in doing this work, it is crucial. You cannot be witnessing what we witness and going into those homes and seeing people in such pain um, and and not allow that to get to your heart and to your spirit and to your own quality of life. So for us, it's not a luxury. It's a requirement for the job. Um, So this is not about getting a pedicure or getting a massage. This is about radical ways that we can take care of ourselves and each other so that then we can take care of other people. Uh, Secondary trauma is real. We take on the trauma of the clients and we begin to experience those nightmares, that trauma. If we don't know that that's what's going on and we don't get assistance for that, we take all that out on our clients and on our coworkers. Not Mm -hmm. acceptable. So that was a very different uh, way of looking at the work and looking at the workers. Um, And I'm very, very honored that it was embraced and that uh, is institutionalized now. It's actually, we left with professional development, self-care plans being married uh, for supervision and coaching at the state. So that's pretty big. Read that uh, second passage that you wanted to uh, to highlight for us on the podcast. 
Okay, so here is uh, uh, my description of Maddie's spirit. And it's a, I, I'm reading it as a reminder to all of us who are around children, right? That they're, they're made from incredible lineage and DNAs and ancestry. So her spirit was a composite. She held the adventures of Amelia Earhart, the prose of Dulce Maria Loinas, the hope of Susan B. Anthony, the song of Bessie Smith, the intelligence of Marie Curie, and the courage of Sally Ride, and her scales held every note sung by Celia Cruz. Su espíritu era un compuesto. Ella guardaba las aventuras de Amelia Earhart, la prosa de Dulce María Loinas, la esperanza de Susan B. Anthony, la canción de Bessie Smith, la inteligencia de María Curie y el coraje de Sally Ride. Sus escalas contenían un, cada nota cantada por Celia Cruz. Celia Cruz is the Queen of Salsa, Cuban, Afro-Latina, Afro just going on a stamp, the first Afro-Caribbean to go in on one of our uh, stamps. So I, I'm so glad I got her in there before that happened. So, Well, uh, congratulations on uh, the book. Uh, I know you're going to be out and about. Uh, it was published uh, just late last year, so it's really just... Uh, uh, you're putting it out there now in in 23, so that's uh, that's a good thing. We we hope to see you uh, at uh, at many signings and and readings uh, around uh, the the Commonwealth. Um, just finally, uh, gosh, it sounds like um, although uh, again knowing you and how busy you are, uh, taking a nap, doing yoga in the middle of the day, a few things like that. I mean, you deserve that. Thank but you. I know you're probably writing uh, also. You're thinking about uh, poetry. You're thinking about prose. Tell me about your, your next writing project and what you're working on. I am working on another children's story. This is for my great nephew, Maddie's mm -hmm. uh, brother. And, uh, you know, it's called He's Got Spirits in His Hair. And I'm weaving in the indigenous uh, ancestry around long hair and the power of hair and also Samson. So I've been doing all that research on, on that. And that comes from Mikey screaming uh, mm -hmm. his eyes out and kicking when he was first started getting haircuts and uh, his dad would call me my nephew and say would you please tell him a story so he would come down and they can cut his damn hair so uh so that's where that's coming from <laughs> and uh he doesn't do that anymore he's fine with haircuts um so i'm looking at dna and our ancestry and mythology and weaving all that in in the next uh children's story which is uh wonderful really exciting. wonderful well, Martin Miranda Straub, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck uh, with the book and and uh, with life um, and uh, all of the uh, uh, the the great meaning you bring uh, and friendship uh, to the kindness that that you exude to each and every person that you meet, and uh, we'll always uh, have that. We're uh, we're glad that you are a Kentuckian and a Louisvillian, and a um, uh, that that we we didn't mention your association with the Appalachian poets and and your uh, you've coined the phrase Appalachian, uh, Appalachian. Yes, Cuban yes. By birth and Appalachian by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, uh, Marta. Thanks so much for joining us on Think Humanities. Thank you so much, Bill. You're very generous with me. Uh, thank you. Thank you for highlighting this beautiful uh, book and uh, for always being open to listening to my story that I have to share. Appreciate that. 
Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's story for 51 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.